0: Welcome to Let's Talk Film, Bitches, our very first episode. Anna, how are you feeling? I'm
1: feeling very good. I'm so excited to get started with this podcast. Oh,
0: me too. So, we should probably introduce ourselves first. I am Neve. I am uh, not a film student, unlike I can't Anna. It's shocking. I know, I know, completely shocking. But I am a complete film freak and I'm very, very into my film, in particular animated films. Despite not studying film, I study languages, so I'm currently studying to get my honours in interpreting and translating with French and German, so very, very exciting, yes. very different from film.
1: Yes, so my name is Anna, and I actually do study film, I'm a <laughs> film student for the ages, uh, so I am. I like to think I'm well versed in the, in the you cinema. You absolutely horror. are, you absolutely um, are. Yes, I'm also studying for my honours degree and we are both in second year at university
0: yeah we're both in second yes. year
1: and we thought we'd make this podcast because we're both interested in film and we want to share it with the world
0: absolutely we just want to have a fun um fun, fun little look at some some of our favourite films yeah and some films that
1: have just come out as well
0: absolutely so thank you so much for listening if there's any of our friends or colleagues yes. out there thank you so much for tuning in. in. I hope we don't embarrass ourselves (laughs) too much. Hopefully we'll get a bit more comfortable on the mic. So, thank you so much. So, Let's Talk Film Bitches is basically just a fun little look at some of Anna and I's favourite films and some of the biggest films that are going on in the world right now. So, Anna, what film are we looking at today? I'm so So, excited. We
1: are looking at the newly released The Batman. Oh, I'm so excited. Directed by Matt Reeves that stars your your number one actor, Robert Pattinson. Absolutely,
0: so it starts Robbie P. Just oh to gosh. let you guys know, I am a huge Robert Pattinson fan. She really is. I have multiple pictures of Robert Pattinson around my flat. You even have
1: a life-size cardboard cutout of Robert <laughs> I Pattinson. I do, I do,
0: which it's not as creepy as it sounds. But <laughs> you get used to him after a while. Sometimes you walk into the living room and think, oh, he's still there. Yeah. It's, I it's yeah, yeah, it would hope he's still there. Yeah, it would be even weirder if he walked off, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Okay, so we are indeed looking at the, the Batman, Batman today. So, our first segment of Let's Talk Film Bitches is going to be so, so, so exciting.
1: Yes.
0: It's our 30-second 30 30. summary. I'm so excited <sighs> about this. I don't know how i are going to be able to do it. I am also nervous. So, basically... Welcome to 30 Second Summary. This is our quick 30 second review of the whole film. Yes. And for the Batman, this is going to be so difficult.
1: Because yes, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> the Batman is a three hour epic.
0: It has a lot of
1: plot points and a lot of character development. So it's I going to be tricky to summarise it all in 30 seconds.
0: One thing that I noticed when watching the Batman was that you cannot explain. Like everything leads I know, everything is important. So if you miss out even a little detail, when I was yeah. writing my notes, I was like, how did I get there? Where yeah. did that come from? And yeah. it's a minute detail that if you even, if you miss out, then that's the whole thing ruined. Right? So, who are we going to choose to do 30 second summary for the first well, I time? I think
1: for the first episode, we should both do a rendition of 30 seconds. Oh summary. my goodness,
0: and do, like, take turns. Yeah. Oh
1: just just to help us
0: <laughs> just to let you know Anna has just sprung this on me. This is not something that we have discussed before. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you... so Anna has just Well, okay, let's let's do it. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. So, so, so let's I guess we have to start at the clock, right? Yeah, right. Let's start the clock. So this is gonna be Yeah.
1: So after thirty second summary is done, we'll then deep dive into some of the details and what we like most about the film.
0: Absolutely. And
1: any complaints or criticisms we had as well. hmm And yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll take a general look at the film yeah. and then we'll go into a more in-depth review and um, looking at some of the themes, what we thought of the characters, the score, I love the score, oh, yeah, the, score. the score and some other things. So we're so excited to get started. So yes. let's go and let's get started with a 30, 30 second summary. 30 Are you ready seconds. Anna? Who's going to start? I can start. You can start. Oh, you, can. you have the easy way. Okay. You have so the... basically,
1: there's a character called a Batman.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to start. In three, two, two, one.
1: Okay, so the film starts with this, this opening monologue from Batman about how he's Batman and how he emerges from shadows <laughs> to kill people. Well, not kill people because that's not what Batman does. But apparently, there's a Riddler who killed his family and left him as an orphan, apparently. Was that the thing? Yeah, sure. And then there's a whole mystery about the Riddler and then fucking Falcone gets involved and the Penguin and everybody. And then Batman has to stop the town from flooding and yeah, Catwoman's there too. And it's all a
0: big happy time.
1: And Alfred gets shot.
0: Okay. 31 seconds.
1: That was close. So
0: now, well it's done, you. Anna. Well done. I, I think that was a... Um,
1: it's really uh, stressful. No, it, oh. no, no pressure.
0: <laughs> no pressure. Okay, so are we going to count down? Yes, I can do that.
1: Reset the clock. In three. <laughs> Reset In... the clock. In three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, so we meet Batman, and then Batman, the, the president, or the, the mayor even, is killed. He is murdered by the Riddler. Batman is hired by Gordon, his last name's Gordon, not his first name, Gordon, who's part of the GCPD, uh, to come and investigate then there's a note left for batman this leads to a whole string of murders and oh oh no batman's dad is involved batman's dad is involved and then murdered riddle ends up in jail floods happy
1: nice uh, yeah
0: um... <laughs>
1: sure you I mean you get the gist yeah it's yeah. a batman film
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah basically there's a flood it floods but-
0: i don't i I thought of the flood to be honest it was a it was a
1: plot twist because like the whole film is filmed in glasgow
0: not the whole film but, like
1: the majority of the exterior scenes are filmed in, in the glasgow so They're not segment. a bit
0: in shots as well millie and i were driving millie is my girlfriend for anyone who um, is listening you'll learn that i will mention her a lot she comes to see the films with me a lot of the time um so yeah i'm sure part of it was filmed in shots as well but i don't know what part was filmed in Part was filmed in Glasgow, was it?
1: I think it was actually all of the exterior because it's way cheaper to film over here than over in America. Hmm,
0: well, so, that's something, and, yeah. Thinking. And
1: like, I have a friend who lives or who like it was close to Glasgow when they were growing up, and they said that they noticed some like
0: was part of it not filmed large? in Liverpool as well. I remember those first, oh, really? I think some of it was filmed in Liverpool as well. I'm sure it was, but. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a little bit of a deeper look into the summary. Yeah. Actually look at what we um actually wrote up in our notes. Just so that if you guys haven't seen the Batman uh, watch spoiler out. Spoiler alert. Spoiler if alert. If you haven't right? guessed
1: <laughs> for the 30 second summary, it's gonna be spoilers.
0: So we open um on the murder of Don Mitchell Jr., which is the Gotham City Mayor, and he's murdered yes. by a masked figure. So then we see Batman and there's this Amazing monologue, isn't yeah, it Yeah, the monologue is really good. It's
1: it's so good at setting the tone for the film.
0: It really is, and it just emphasizes the fear. Yeah. That you know
1: and like I kinda, I like how there's we get both the antagonist and the protagonist introduced, like at, at very early stages of the film.
0: And yeah. they're both
1: introduced in very similar ways, like they're both emerging from shadows, and I like how it's like these characters are connected. Like mm-hmm. one of them is the evil side of the character, and the other one is like the more, like, better, like hero.
0: I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And because Batman emerges from the shadows, but so does the Riddler. Um.
0: That's really interesting, and it's really interesting how they've taken the same thing and it has created yeah. such a different.
1: Yeah, I know. Standpoint I like, for the both exactly. of them.
0: But I think a lot of the film is set in the shadows, and I'm sure.
1: Batman says he
0: is the shadows in that monologue. And so yeah. Who
1: doesn't love being in the shadows.
0: (laughs) So Batman is called upon by James Gordon, who's part of the GCPD, which is the Gotham City Police Department, to help find the Riddler. And when he goes to find uh, to help investigate the murder of the mayor, there is a note, a postcard left for Batman and to the Batman. That handwriting though. Like, Come oh, on. Haunting. You may mean, not mean, yeah. mean, it, it curse him or that, that's I something know. nice, but no.
1: What is the Riddler?
0: So, um, yeah, the Riddler leaves these cryptic postcards for Batman. Yes. And he continues to do so with every murder. And these lead to kind of cryptic puzzles. I'm sure the first one, it was like a it was a, a code yeah. that they had to decipher. And Alfred, um, Batman's butler... and
1: and secondhand guy.
0: Absolutely. Um, helps Batman solve it. So then... The Riddler murders the Commissioner. So these are all like it's important to to remember that these are all political figures and people who have a lot of power in Gotham. Yeah, it's not anyone that's just a rando off the street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people that have a lot of power. So yeah, the
1: like
0: Commissioner's the Waynes, for
1: example. Have, yeah, had a lot of power. Absolutely, and, like they had a lot of influence. And it's
0: it was always... the Waynes and the
1: Arkhams that had the most influence mm-hmm. in like, Gotham. Like back in. In the early days of Gotham, in the
0: golden age, the golden age, the golden age. Yeah. So the Riddler murders the commissioner, and then basically with the, be, this was I remember this got a few laughs in the cinema. Um, I was more just disturbed the thumb drive thing.
1: Yeah, I was like, was oh, so fucked up
0: because because the Riddler, you know, he's a Riddler, he's you know, he crazy. likes to he he was so disturbing he was, he was so he, disturbing and much more than i expected him to yeah. be
1: like usually when people like portray the riddler like i don't know if you've seen the 1960s batman tv show
0: i haven't i haven't seen no the TV show. there's
1: a riddler portrayal in there and he's a lot campier like he's yeah in a green suit with question marks all over him
0: yeah i've seen that i'm sure i've seen some of the um video game portrayals yeah. of him so i was
1: really surprised to see him like take a more sinister turn because he's one of the more light-hearted I say lighthearted in quotations because he still, you know, kills people. A villain, yeah. yeah.
0: But we can talk more about that when we come to our character Character. points. So, yeah. So, basically, when the Riddler murdered the mayor, he cut off his thumb and attached that to a thumb drive. And on that was pictures of the mayor with a mystery girl. Um, But in the background of that picture, we see mobster the penguin. Yes. And Batman notices um, this mobster and goes to... The Iceberg Lounge, where the penguin is, and enter Selena Kyle. Selena, oh damn! God. Didn't she look so she good looks when really she walked good. in? I audibly gasped in the cinema.
1: I, I can imagine.
0: I was, wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: She she did an amazing
0: job. She, you don't see her in enough.
1: You really don't. You don't see her enough. I can't. I, I can't like think of another film I've seen her in.
0: Yeah. That's true. I always, for some reason, I always associate her with The Hunger Games, even though she wasn't in The Hunger Games. But it's because... She does give off that kind of vibe, It's though. because her dad's in it, though. It's because Lenny Kravitz is in it. Wow. Sina. Oh, my God. Oh, S-
1: my God, S- yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So we see Selena Kyle, and she is working for the Penguin, working in that iceberg lounge, and it turns out that she is the flatmate of the girl that the mayor's pictured with. Yes. So Batman's there, you know, and in punching evening. people and, yes. you know...
1: As Batman does. As Batman his does. And pen out, <laughs> <laughs> taking He's taking
0: notes. notes. <laughs> Bitch is taking notes in there. Um, so he goes to Selena's apartment, finds out, and uh, the mystery girl who we find out is called Annika, um, you know, he goes there to, to investigate that situation and she see if she has something to do with these murders. Yes. Um, but then Batman and Selena meet. And Batman recruits Selena to go undercover at the club and find out more information. Yes. Uh, she puts it in a little. I thought that was so cool. The eyepiece? That eyepiece. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was cool.
1: The way he used it at the Batcave as well. Yeah. Like on that little uh, radar thing. Yeah. That I thought so that cool. was cool. Yeah.
0: So Selena has this eye, this lens in, where Batman can see everything from his Batcave, so he bat doesn't have to thing. be there. Pussy, right? I know. You know, he's a pussy. Why don't you just go in yourself? Yeah. I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on, well. Bruce Wayne, get off. So, um, yeah. And we find in the club a lot of other political figures, don't we? We find the DA, Gil Coulson, and uh, mobster Carmine Falcone, who are two very, very important people to the story, especially Carmine Falcone, right? So we find out. So Selena kind of, you know, has yeah. her way with Gil Coulson, and he's very drunk and up on some drugs. I mean, it's the iceberg lounge. Yeah, the and iceberg lounge. What, what was it, what was it called? I remember, was it below forty-four below as well? There was like a club inside the club.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure I that was, was forty-four, 44
0: below. below. But I don't think I noted that when I was taking notes and cinema, the notes. Um, or at least I maybe couldn't read my notes. But yeah, I remember it now it was forty-four below. Yeah. So colson reveals that um himself and savage which was the commissioner pete savage Mm -hmm. worked for the mobster carmine falcone Falcone.
1: so like falcone is the underground kind of thing who controls a lot of the city
0: yeah like i'm pretty sure we don't know it's carmine at this moment i think it's just the rat he's just yeah he's just referred to as there was someone who yeah um was leaking data about, or leaking information about the Salvatore Moroni case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, fast forward a wee bit. Riddler kills Gil Coulson was by bold. strapping a bomb to him oh my God. at Mitchell's funeral.
1: Like, the way he waited in that, in oh, that church I, with know, the bomb and the phone constantly going off. <sighs> I was, I was... Do you know what,
0: what gave me chills, though? I was like, I remember sitting in the cinema like after Selena was coming out from the um, iceberg lounge slash forty four below. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Batman in the car for some reason. Oh my so God. I was like, "Oh, go close up! Like Batman's gonna beat him up! Like he's gonna yeah. get the information!" And then you know he started strangling him and 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 I was like, "No!" Well, I turn was, it turned out to be the red Yeah, it turned be the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler yeah I, I'm but, telling you, these I'm, are the same person. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, okay." Um, so yeah, so we see yeah. um, we see Batman. Um, as bruce wayne mm-hmm. and i say batman like, as bruce wayne because...
1: because like bruce wayne does not appear a lot in this movie no
0: which i think is a good thing
1: it is a good thing because like a lot of uh batman especially uh, christopher nolan's batman mm-hmm. definitely had the play with it being bruce wayne becomes batman and that worked for christopher nolan and then uh Zack snyder did it and some like it just was like the norm for bruce yeah. wayne to become batman but for batman to become bruce wayne i felt like it key- keys in so much to his character as well
0: absolutely because
1: he's like he is driving himself insane and he's like grieving so he wants to cover like he's using the mask as a it mechanism.
0: implies more that batman influences the way that bruce wayne is You're rather right. than bruce wayne yeah exactly. and his experiences influence the way that the batman is yes. even though that we know that that is the reason Mm-hmm. He is Batman in the first place, yeah. but in this film especially, we get the impression that Batman is influencing Bruce Wayne and his actions. Mm-hmm. So Bruce turns up at the, the funeral and in comes the car.
1: In comes the car. And it's. And he, he oh, saves a young boy. He
0: saves the, the son of the mayor. Yes, he, saves he does. Mitchell's son. That was a very um, cool move
1: from, that, from Bruce Wayne.
0: Yes, obviously, which was a callback to his own. Um, situation with his father being an yes, orphan. exactly. Um, so yeah. So basically, we get with the Coulson is a phone is strapped to his hand, and there's a unknown caller. Yeah, calling and There's also the phone. a letter
1: on his chest as well. Yes,
0: and you can guess who that's addressed to.
1: The Batman. The
0: Batman to the Batman. So. The, Riddler, gives Coulson three riddles to solve. Yes, Batman, who is indeed Batman, he kind of goes, Bruce goes away and then yeah. reappears as Batman yeah. to um be an aid in the situation. And there's three riddles. So Batman helps the first two, and then the third riddle is who is the informant? We know it's yeah. Carmine Falcone, mm-hmm. right? We know that. Um, well, we only know that because we've watched the film. Yeah. It wasn't revealed yet, so we think okay, but. This point both Gordon and Batman think that it's the penguin who's the rat. Yes. And then Epic Car Chase.
1: Oh my god, that car chase was so oh, well that done. The
0: car is so sexy. I
1: know. The way you just drove through that <laughs> fire.
0: I like but do you know what the the one point? I mean this film is so as organic as a superhero film can be, be. Yeah. I think because at the end
1: of the day batman is a human being like he's not superman no he's He's no he's
0: not um he's not someone that has been genetically modified in any way but i think that the one part of the film i was like okay that's never gonna happen was in the car chase and the penguin had like crashed into a car so that these lorries would like bang into each other and therefore stumble back on batman and it just so happened that these lorries like fell into a ramp. And I was yeah. like,
1: No, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I was like, Okay, that's the easy point where escape. I Yeah,
0: I was like, Okay, nice try, nice try. But that car chase was oh really God, good. Yeah. It was really, really good.
1: Like, just because they used a lot of, they used two shots in the trailer it was the mm-hmm. one of the car coming through the fire, and the, also the one of that man walking to the car with the upside down angle. Mm-hmm. Like those two shots are just uh, stupendous absolutely They're absolutely fabulous
0: completely so we find out after the car chase that penguin was not the rat and the penguin reveals that uh the whole way that batman and gordon got this clue about the rat was the riddler had left something in spanish right el rata alada yes which was trans uh, translating to um the flying rat. The flying or rat, yeah. the pigeon, I think in slang, I'm sure that yeah. and the penguin and... said. But the penguin kinda of mocked that Spanish and said, Oh, that's wrong Which yes. led to um somehow led them to the orphanage. I can't quite remember how it led them to
1: Because it wasn't the next Oh U uh, R
0: L. It was U R L Rata yes. So it was like U R L which led them to the orphanage, right? Mm-hmm. So we learned there the kind of main reason that this whole thing has started. The reason that the Riddler is murdering people is because of the renewals that were set up by Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne. Thomas yes. Wayne during his mayoral campaign. Yep. So that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep.
1: and um, how is it? he he commissioned falcone to kill or to silence someone
0: it was because the there was a reporter who was threatening to release information about bruce wayne's mother martha
1: that's right because she of
0: course she had gone she'd had some mental problems i'm sure yeah and she was i think she was
1: submitted to arkham asylum that's right
0: so there was a reporter that threatened to release that and during his mayoral campaign obviously thomas didn't want that to happen and he asked falcone To um, make this guy shut up. Yeah.
1: In which case Falcone then killed the guy.
0: But this was not...
1: Not what Thomas wanted. No,
0: Thomas had won that. And when Thomas found out that he had murdered, Thomas was going to turn both him and himself and Falcone into Mm. the police, right? So... Yeah.
1: So then the Riddler kills Falcone and then his identity is revealed as Edward Nashton at yeah, the right. coffee shop. Mm-hmm. That question mark in the mug, oh my god.
0: Mm-hmm. Again. That, oh god. oh god, Paul Dano did such a good job as Riddler though. Oh, it was yeah. so unsettling, but again. It was real,
1: like even in the like the prison as we'll get to. Oh! Holy crap.
0: Literally. So the Batman visits uh, the Riddler in prison and finds out that um, the Riddler has got a much larger operation
1: yes because he's using the social media network
0: yes where he has followers about 500 followers 500
1: active followers um and he's planted bombs all around the city walls and kaboom flood flood i can't like the flood is such a bad thing to happen and i know this is like batman so bad stuff usually but the entire city is flooded like to me there's no coming back from that
0: I just I just don't know where the flood comes from. Like I, I it... was I had very much like I was ready for the film to like come to a close. Yeah. Do you
1: know
0: what I mean? And but I think the thing that made it a bit harder as well for me was that the flood all happened very fast. The flood was very like Like it was basically like flood, Riddler's followers shoot a few people, Batman knocks them out and then end.
1: Yeah, I feel like the ending was a bit rushed compared to the slow pacing of the entire rest. Absolutely. Like, the time first two acts were, like, very slow pacing and it was just all happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, I just think it wasn't very fleshed out. Yeah. And,
1: and I, like, I kind of, like, I understand why Matt Reeves did that because it's, like, they just solved the last part with the map and all the bombs just a second before it, before it blew Yeah, out. yeah. But... Yeah, it was. It wasn't the ending I was expecting.
0: No, I definitely wasn't expecting it at all. Um, but to be to be honest, I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen at exactly. all. I mean, I, I mean, it
1: added to the unpredictability of it.
0: Absolutely, it did. Um, so there's. I mean, there's probably a few things we missed out, like um Alfred being in the hospital. Of course,
1: Alfred, <laughs> main man himself, Alfred getting hospitalized. Yeah.
0: And the fact that um, the Salvatore Moroni case was taken over by Falcone as well, which was a big drug bust, which was the historic drug bust in Gotham. Yes. Um, But that was taken over by Falcone and a lot of police officers were involved in that, aka corruption. Corruption. So
1: what were your thoughts on all of that? What did you think after coming out of the cinema for the first time?
0: Intrigued. I was very, like, I literally could not take my eyes off the screen at any point in that film. And especially the second time that I went to watch it, I was kind of like, I was so tired that day. And I had to watch it that day because I had other stuff going on in the week. And I was like, okay, I need to watch this. And I was just, and I found myself like, so glued to the screen, mm-hmm. which is something that I mean, I I do go to the cinema to rewatch films. Yeah, quite I feel like often. we should normalise second viewing. Oh, uh, absolutely, because I think you need to. There's always a bit of euphoric kind of yeah, adrenaline that comes like the, with the first viewing. Exactly, and you can't really like your your opinion is sometimes a bit tainted by the kind of excitement of going on release day and. Yeah, but this film just lived up to all the expectations I again. Know. Yeah, for me.
1: Like for me, I I went out of the first viewing like really enjoyed it mm-hmm. but i didn't get a couple of the plot points because it was it was very long and oh that like it was yeah
0: that's something for that me I struggled with
1: to concentrate for that amount of time like because it's such a dense storyline
0: yeah you can't so relax at all i know you're always on the edge of your yeah. seat and it's very but i think that's a good thing and i oh, think yeah, definitely. that definitely creates the impression I mean, it, that
1: it's a big testament to have a three-hour film and like have every single scene important
0: absolutely um especially when it like the only other three hour or films that aren't even three hours but are still like a big length of time. You know, always let's take the Marvel films, right? Those films are long films.
1: Yeah, especially like Eternals was a long film. I don't know if you've seen Eternals.
0: Yeah, I went to see Eternals as well. But it was long but those films give a bit of like
1: They have comedic relief. Yeah, they they do. A sense of like oh Everything's gonna be okay and it is
0: fine and you're not taking it too seriously. Ha 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 like
1: but the stakes are still there. Yeah. But with the Batman, like...
0: You get none of that.
1: You get, ap- no you get zero. No one smiles in that film, Nobody's apart
0: from seen. the Riddler. I, I think know. he smiles like... He is the
1: positive energy. <laughs> <need him. laughs>
0: you know, no one smiles. We don't see Robbie's beautiful smile once. We just see him. I mean,
1: we smiling. didn't really see him in Twilight either.
0: <laughs> don't you <laughs> sorry. dare! I'm sorry. He smiles at the wedding!
1: Oh, of course. <sighs>
0: and, Fake yeah, fan. I'm sorry. Fake fan. Don't yeah. come for Anyway... <laughs>
1: Robert Pattinson doesn't smile.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So what were your um, thoughts before seeing Batman? What were I you was thinking? really
1: excited because so I watched the that. trailer, like, the day it came out. And I was so, like, intrigued because the last Batman, the last live action Batman we had was Ben Affleck's. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really a fan of his portrayal because I thought it was just like a carbon copy of Christopher Dolan's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this Batman was so interesting. Like, it, so, it intrigued me because it was different. Yeah. Having a mentally unwell Bruce Wayne was such like was the flavor of the film needed to like like carry it through the three hour like timeline.
0: Yeah it'd be its motive. Yeah.
1: Like with with previous Batman, let's say <laughs> Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh there wasn't like nothing was wrong with Bruce Wayne. Like oh yeah, his parents died, but he got over that grief. And now he's fighting crime. Yeah. It's much more realistic to have him like still
0: hung up on and...
1: his parents' death. And use Batman as a, as an outlet for that grief as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah. Did you know that that trailer was viewed 34 million times in the first 24 hours?
1: Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my 34 God. 34
0: million. Damn. Guys, let's make it a goal to beat that with this first episode <laughs> of the podcast. Yes, you guys. We just yeah. need 34.1 yeah. million million views in the We're, first 24 Then 20 that's years. it. That's it. We're done. I was, I was like... I watch more Marvel films than DC films. Yeah. I haven't seen a single other Batman film.
1: i Have you not even seen the Christopher Nolan one? I haven't
0: even seen oh, the one. Oh, you've got to see the
1: Christopher Nolan one. I probably
0: should have Heath watched. Heath
1: Ledger is like a standout. Like he goes, I think he goes down as the best Joker ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I've...
1: even better than Anthony, oh, I've forgotten his name, but oh, Joe but... Quinoe? I'm just saying names of those.
0: Oh, actually, from the the Joker film.
1: Joker, yeah. Joker oh film.
0: yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I think.
1: <sighs> but I, at the same time, I don't think we can compare Batman and or Joker's because it's different directors, different, different interpretations. And, absolutely,
0: and, and I think.
1: And just because they're under the same name, it doesn't mean that they're the same character.
0: That's true, especially and that's similar to to Spider-Man films as well. Exactly. I think that um, so many people are like, "Oh, such and such is the best." Yeah. Such and such a best Batman such best. but at the end of the day as you say Anna different directors different interpretations different. you know just be lucky you have more films to <laughs> yeah. watch you know just be lucky
1: at how many Batman you have in your <laughs> life
0: <laughs> absolutely um so I've never seen as I say I've never seen a Batman film a little in a DC film
1: yes but like for the Batman it was a completely new timeline new narrative so you didn't have to watch any of the nice. Zack Snyder films the Christopher Nolan films to get it. Uh-huh. and I liked that a lot because with a lot of like MCU things, you, you have to, to do a lot of like, <laughs> homework before you go to the cinema to get all of the references in the films.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: like That can be daunting for people who have not like watched even like one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and there's then, like 25 at this point.
0: And I think with Batman as well, I did a bit of research, I think with the Batman, it was comic accurate, but not to a particular comic. Yes. So there were elements which made it comic accurate for comic fans, um, you fun. know, bringing back the characters and, and obviously the whole yeah. general plotline, but this particular,
1: it just felt like a comic book.
0: Like, I did a lot
1: of the cinematography lent itself to be like comic book orientated because
0: mm-hmm.
1: of a lot of the shots were of the camera outside looking into somewhere,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it gave the impression that it, the characters were being watched. And in a lot of comic books I've read, that's like there's a lot of wide shots, like they're outside buildings, yeah, you can see characters in like establishing shots like that. And i liked the, the homage to that uh, type of cinematography yeah style.
0: i was just um i was really excited to, to jump into dc headfirst and get a first look yes. at batman obviously robbie was a big motive for me to of see course. it but there was also so much hype around this film yeah. oh my goodness so much, so much hype
1: because the film had been delayed at least a year because of the pandemic yeah, as well yeah yeah
0: and i don't know if you saw, this is a bit um strange but i don't know if you were at the cinema like before the batman came out like you know maybe a week or two before because i go to the cinema like yeah. every week
1: well see in air the cinema is only open at weekends which is a bit inconvenient because i still have to yeah
0: well, okay. I blow off my coursework. Of course. Many of my thing. lecturers are listening. No, I don't. <laughs> um, But there was this advert, which was a partnership for Batman with Nissan.
1: Yeah, I saw that advert. Uh,
0: and, but, oh my God, I don't know what, what film Millie and I were seeing, but, oh my goodness. This advert had like three different variations that were like, 30 seconds long that came on like every other advert for like the whole thing yeah there was a
1: lot of sponsorship from that film
0: and i was like why but why nissan that got me confused because in the marvel films they often have paid partnerships with you know bmw a mercedes i think cars that are featured in yeah the films but i mean no shade but is batman really driving a nissan
1: i mean you could be driving the batmobile nissan The Batmobile, is it,
0: is it a nissan or i mean see, maybe has got a nissan
1: engine I could, I, maybe. who knows we're but not I power engineers that... <laughs> we're, we're university students
0: <laughs> i thought that was was a yeah it was yeah. it was but i also saw the the audio advert as well you don't yeah. see batman <laughs> either but...
1: i would kill to see batman <laughs> as first robert pattinson
0: <laughs> yeah as
1: a post credits <laughs>
0: So, um, what did you think about reviewing the film? Was this the first time you'd reviewed a film for something like this, for a podcast? Yeah,
1: I mean, for a podcast, definitely. This is the first time doing something like this. I was... I really like, like, taking notes, especially in a cinema. Like, it's so fun just to sit at the back of the cinema and just, like...
0: It was notes. so dark in my cinema.
1: Well, see, I've sat at the back and there was this light from the projector room that was shining exactly onto my piece <sighs> of paper and I'm well, like...
0: okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I was planning to go... I mean... I have a usual cinema. That's my home cinema that I go to every weekend with Millie. And, you know, we have seats that we pick every time and staff are great. Actually, there is this guy who works there who looks like Robert Pattinson. Oh so, you know, we, we that's Lookalike. why we go. That's why we go. So- Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't go to my home cinema to review the Batman. Um, I went for the for the initial viewing of the Batman on the release day. I went there, but when I was reviewing it, I went to a different cinema which doesn't have the recliner seats. Doesn't the have recliner the recliner seats.
1: seats. Can we just have <laughs> a, a moment of silence for, for the, the recliner, recliner seats. seats? Holy crap! We went to watch the French Dispatch last year because Odeon Cinema doesn't have the recliner seats. The French Dispatch is an amazing film, but I almost fell asleep. They were so comfortable. <laughs>
0: was this view?
1: It was the view. It was in the Saint Enoch
0: oh yeah center. yeah yeah
1: and i didn't spill my popcorn because i, I spill popcorn a lot in the
0: <laughs> cinema i found it so hard i was in and i was in, it was a view i was in i am a huge fan of the view the view is my favorite the, cinema to go to um but yeah i was right at the back and i thought it wasn't going to be busy and then people sat right next me and i was like oh, no. guys and it was so dark i found it so hard but i did enjoy i think i more made notes in my head rather than on the paper. You know, it was easier for me to like, as you say, connect some of those plot points that I missed the first time. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's so satisfying as well.
0: Absolutely. Another thing about the view, right? Just while I'm on the topic. Yes. Because you know, this is this is the first episode. We need to, you know, share our opinions. Just about the view, right? We have gone to the view together. The view is also our cinema, right? We go to the view together. But that advert, you're gonna know which advert I'm talking about.
1: Is I'm it the s- advert where that woman in the jumpsuit comes and sits down? Or are you talking about a different advert?
0: No, I'm talking about the view one that's like, turn your phones off.
1: Yes. No, it's at the Odeon, which is the, the woman in the jumpsuit. Because every time I go with someone, I always complain about that jumpsuit that she's oh. wearing. That silver one that's sparkling.
0: I've, I don't go to the Odeon wall. Just a well, view, girl. Okay. I'm just a view, girl. Sorry. No need to flex. <laughs> sorry. Well. But yeah, I do. I the, like, the you one don't where get it's your like four ninety nine ticket prices. Do you? You're super saver. So mm-hmm. you know. um We actually do. Okay. <laughs> no need to brag.
1: I mean, we have to pay like five pounds for. Wow. Know, for soft drinks.
0: Well, but here, yeah, it, we've been to the view. We've seen this advert, and you know, it's like the advert. that's like. Um,
1: Imagine how I'm of silence feels.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How does it feel to shut off your phone? Imagine what two hours feels like. That one. I don't know if you know the one we're talking about. Hopefully you do. And it's It's like the one
1: where this actor goes around and like there's lots of bings and like people watching films and
0: their phones and then it's not loading because they're
1: shading those people to
0: hell. Yeah, but and I remember when that advert came out. I think it. I don't know if it was before the pandemic or not. It must have been. I was sitting and I was like wow i love this advert that's such a good message now every time i watch it, i'm like come on yes. i've like oh, but, but do you know what i thought was interesting about it you can see gotham city hall in the in the back of that really yeah you know how there's that and there's so many by the way if you if you have been to the view before and you've seen the advert we're talking about and um, this is the
1: most important part of the podcast <laughs> by the way there
0: are so many easter eggs in that um in that advert because on the, the trailer, it's the A113 from yes, all the Pixar right, films. Yeah. And, but Gotham City holds in the back of that. So that wow. must have been, you know, that's a nod. It's a it nod. Is it is must have nod. been made when that Batman was filming. It should so, it must have been Maybe Robbie's there, maybe.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: Yes, so, so back to The Batman. Ba- back After to The Batman. on
1: ads at the cinema.
0: So let's go into um, The Batman in a bit more detail. So... Let's start off with the characters, shall we? Shall we start off with the characters?
1: Yes, let's start with the characters.
0: Okay, so the who Riddler. are we gonna talk
1: about? First? I really want to talk about the Riddler. Okay, okay. He's the, my favorite character. That's no good. hate to, to Batman, but
0: Robbie! Robbie!
1: I love the Redler. Like, like I said, like the way he's introduced, the way he like carries himself in the film, the way Matt Reeves like portrays him outstanding i love the character so interesting and like his mon his monologue to bruce um when he's on the when he's doing like a video message through a phone about him being an orphan and like it just connects the characters so well Mm -hmm. it's just i love it i love him
0: i just think he that matt reeves does such a good job at making him so creepy Yes. Like how we were talking about earlier, just how that oh my god I was literally like I think it was the part um where he murdered the commissioner and he hid him in the rat trap.
1: Yeah, that, that was, was disturbing.
0: So as... I was so disturbed. I, I was, was sitting so there like. Oh my god! And as as you say, I see, was.
1: You can only see the commissioner's eyes and the fear oh. in his eyes. Oh. Props to the actor.
0: Yeah. I was so, so disturbed, and I was expecting this campy like ha 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 ha, yeah. and he doesn't have that kind of
1: yeah like exactly. like obviously yeah, it's more of a like menacing manic kind of insane yeah vibe. very much so. And I love like Matt Reeves' amazing job. Like, because a lot of people try to make these insane characters, but either go way over the top and just make it like ha ha, ha, ha and like. And completely destroy the mood into and tone, like make it completely unbelievable, but Matt Reeves manages to find like the, the
0: perfect like, a happy medium,
1: for the character and it just pays off so well.
0: It does. It does. I really, really think that that is. He did a bang up job, he didn't did. he? He did a bang up job, and Paul Dano as well is just such a great um, such a great yeah, job channeling oh that and um
1: like his laugh.
0: Oh, haunting actually haunting I genuinely think. and do you know the mask the mask i was mask. like Ooh. this is not
1: the riddler i know i was
0: like oh god does he have cling wrap on his head cling film because the you know in the bit where all the like um there's all the people you know the bit where there's all his followers and in the chat and he's like everyone yes. got their cling cling i think they call it cling wrap in the film, but I would say cling film. It, Everyone like, got their cling film and you could see it like on their head. Like Oh
1: my god.
0: So I don't know. After that moment that I saw that, I was like trying to figure out for the rest of the film what the cling rap could be for. But maybe we're just innocent. We're not maybe. criminals. If
1: there's some like Batman <laughs> fan out there who knows exactly what the cling wrap is.
0: Yeah. Let us know. Um so what do we think about Selena Kyle? Catwoman.
1: Oh, Catwoman served it a good purpose like,
0: oh she did
1: in terms of batman's character like she's not just a love interest she's the character who mm. draws batman out and becomes more bruce wayne like she helps to restore the equilibrium between bruce wayne and batman mm-hmm. and a lot of people give selena kyle hate for like being catwoman like why does catwoman need to be there like it's just you know it should be the batman v the Redler all the way and I, I like how she that.
0: doesn't really have like anything to do with that situation. Yes. You know, she, she has that bit when she's at the club and she speaks to Coulson and she speaks to Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um Falcone is her dad, by the way. We didn't mention that in the oh, summary. Yeah, Falcone's Falcone her dad. Um so that's her motive. Like she has a very different motive from Batman. Yeah. They're very much not a team in the kind of way yes. that you'd expect them to be, they're but they're more of a emotional exactly yeah. they more are kind of like okay we're we are in the kind of same we're doing these mm. things for the same yeah reasons but with different motives exactly if that makes sense you know they're going out and i mean selena has you know she's she steals money from falcon because he owes her money he's her dad and he just you know left Literally.
1: and like that comes closest to taking off bruce wayne's mask as yeah. well which was also, in terms of like, because I'm a film nerd, because I went to film school. Uh, <laughs> You're going to film going school. Going to film school. <laughs> so not that old. <laughs> uh, like, there's a scene where Catwoman kisses Batman mm-hmm. and then walks towards the camera, mm-hmm. and like depth of field, like if a camera, if a, if a camera, if a person walks towards the camera, like they're instantly dominating the scene because they're taking up the most part of the shot, mm-hmm. and like that, that uh, movement from Catwoman. It's so interesting because Batman has always been like taking up the most space in the picture mm-hmm. until that moment. Until yeah. like, because the way the camera's angled, I think Catwoman is slightly like taller than him as well. Like it makes it...
0: It makes it so makes that like, it seem like she is more dominant in that yeah, position. Yeah. It's just
1: like the changing dynamic as well. And Batman allowing that dynamic to change is also really interesting because he could go like, oh, well, okay, fine. You know, whatever. I'll step yeah. down. But he's like, respects her and i like that about yeah
0: i think there's definite respect for what she does and the reasons that she does them Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like even though selena does some kind of sensual who are you under there Mm -hmm. you know she there's not a very like i don't think they or at least i don't think selena is like absolutely dying to find out who yeah, you know. Like
1: it's Alina's not there just for Batman and Batman isn't there to just be like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And Batman. Batman
1: himself. What the do main you man think? I loved him. Like I love all the characters.
0: I just I just I love nothing is better than that monologue. The monologue
1: of that the, that star, monologue oh at the start. That monologue at the start
0: just Iconic. set the scene for the whole film and that will go down as like
1: I would go down to cinematic history.
0: Absolutely. Like, it's
1: so well written. Can we just go over, like, how, this, how well a script is written? Like, every piece of dialogue is there Means for a reason. Something. Yeah, it's there for a reason. It's realistic. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just so in tune with each character.
0: Absolutely. I just thought that that monologue he did such a good job. Partnered with Something in the Way by Nirvana.
1: Partnered yeah, with that, and so... you can
0: hear that, and Robert's voice is so low and, and gravelly yeah. and,
1: and, and some of the things he says like I am darkness I am vengeance like, if it's said by the wrong person or in the wrong like tone it could be like very like cringy and very like absolutely like, oh I'm emo I'm like but I live in the darkness
0: you, you feel that you feel yeah. what he feels in that moment and you relate to him yeah. before you even see his face exactly you know you know who that character is without without knowing where he is currently obviously as people who um, are in tune with pop culture we know who batman is and his mm-hmm. story um but yeah. we we know who that particular portrait of batman is who exactly. matt reeves batman is exactly. from that first
1: first ten, five minutes
0: first five minutes of that yeah. film we know who he is and we know why he's doing it we
1: know how he walk. like his walk is so like sinister like his gigantic boots
0: oh you yeah give me shiver <laughs> yeah like we know that he is and I just loved that during his dialogue when we saw the three different criminals and their yes.
1: their pure their fear fear it's not a sign it's a warning oh I one wrote one of the best yeah, lines
0: I wrote that it's, as well it's
1: ex- it, I feel like it encapsulates it's taking the Batman formula and, and like bringing something new into it like it's not just a sign for Batman to come it's a warning yeah. Like, that line stayed with me through the entire film.
0: Absolutely. I just think that, um, as we said earlier, it wouldn't be interesting if every portrayal of Batman was the same.
1: Exactly. And, um, like, people are obviously going to have their favourites.
0: Absolutely. like,
1: some people might like um, Christopher Nolan's, Zack Snyder's, um, Matt Reeves, you know. Like, we're all entitled to our own opinion
0: absolutely but I just think that matt Re good on you man good, on, good you. on you you've really done something there that reflects who you believe Batman to be exactly. and who a lot of people relate to mm-hmm. in terms of wanting to do good despite your own inner demons
1: I know like like I know like Batman Batman spends a long time being Batman and not first but at the same time like through that Batman is humanised a lot in the film
0: We, yeah I think a lot of his it's it's strange how much of his expression comes through behind the mask in his eyes yeah. it's strange how the we can see the way he looks
1: up at the sign at the star as well it is matched with the way he looks up at the sign at the end yes just like
0: absolutely I noticed you that. can
1: see something in his eyes has changed yeah just amazing like amazing directing
0: so what do we think about the themes of Batman what do we think was I, I had a think about it and I think that definitely we're focusing on the corruption of gotham right
1: i mean we always are
0: i you know because gotham is we we just
1: oh i have a quick have you ever watched the gotham tv show
0: no i I have not either no
1: i'm really interested like i really want to watch it and see how it compares to this version of gotham yeah like what happened because i have i know nothing about that tv series
0: i liked i liked the portrayal of gotham and i liked that i liked the corruption yeah. and it was the people that you know and i liked how batman batman was also anti-police i remember at one point gordon was saying something about the police and batman said oh well
1: so, yeah and i was just like because... go on yeah exactly yeah. and like at the start with the hat the, the boy who's pa- whose face is half painted <sighs> oh with the mask it just shows that like as time goes on, everybody's been corrupted in Gotham.
0: Absolutely. Which like progression. Absolutely. And even people who we... we. Um, uh, I, I take it this was a point in the in the comics. I take it this was already established that Thomas Wayne was corrupt himself. Um, yes,
1: I believe so. I
0: take it he was corrupt through trying to get this, this, this reporter yeah. to keep quiet and things. But, you know, do we think Batman's corrupt?
1: i don't think batman is corrupt in the sense that like the rest of gotham is corrupt mm-hmm. i feel like batman is corrupt by his grief mm-hmm. like his life was totally turned upside down and like the life he knew before his parents death was ripped away from him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: now he's being corrupted by this brutal like uh,
0: never ending grief
1: never ending grief i just can't imagine having your parents ripped away from you at such as a young brutally, age yeah. like that is such a raw thing to go through i think
0: and you're well. not even old enough
1: to to like progress through your group no well. no no,
0: not at all and that's something that when you when you go through something like that at such a young age that's something you grow with and stays with you you know throughout exactly
1: and you can see that it stayed with batman
0: absolutely i was also do we think now here's another question This might make people angry. Um, Do we think that Alfred was in the wrong for not telling Bruce about his father and what went down with his father? Just in case we missed it in the summary, there's a scene where after Alfred is in the hospital, um, Batman confronts him about what Falcone told Batman, that he was the one um, that murdered the reporter because Thomas asked him to do so. So Batman goes to Alfred and's like, "Oi. Why
1: yeah. didn't
0: you tell me this? I've been doing this for 2 years. Why didn't you you know the whole reason I'm doing this is because of my father and my family. Why mm-hmm. didn't you tell? What do we think about that?"
1: I think he he is morally correct, but he's also morally incorrect. Like he should be honest with Bruce Wayne like Alfred is such a father figure to him mm-hmm. and this but, like exploitation of trust mm-hmm. for good or for worse like obviously damaged him. Bruce Wayne isn't much of a trusting character in the first place. So I feel like Alfred to betray that trust was morally wrong. But at the same time, I understand Alfred was trying to protect
0: Bruce. Absolutely, because he, he sees himself as a father figure. Exactly. At that point when um they're exchanging cufflinks.
1: Yeah. I think
0: and he says something about um your father gave these to me.
1: Yeah, like the passing down of the cufflinks is such a simple.
0: And obviously Alfred himself feels a moral responsibility to protect Bruce. But Bruce, they see each other in different ways, I think.
1: Yeah, and I feel like
0: the, and Batman the point is, where... Perhaps Batman is corrupted by his own need to be... Oh, yeah. To, by his own need to be Obs- Batman. Obsessively for vengeance. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. As I was going to say, like, um, Alfred and Batman holding hands in the hospital like I feel like that was a major like character point for both of them absolutely to have a more like stable and equal relationship like eliminate the father figure type role model Alfred is trying to be and just like treat that treat Bruce Wayne as an equal and not like keep secrets from him not like do anything because at the end of the day Alfred's not his father and Bruce Wayne doesn't need that from Alfred I feel like Bruce just needs like a friend
0: yeah what did you think about the other themes in the film
1: well for me the main theme of obviously was corruption but there was also a theme of insanity
0: absolutely and
1: the definition of justice Mm -hmm. like the theme of justice and the definition of justice is really brought to the to like the forefront of the film like in Batman's measures of getting justice like he's not always morally correct
0: no because he does go in and like
1: he is a vigilante at the end yeah
0: of he is and he is you know he doesn't just stop them put them in handcuffs and that's it he exactly he pummels them pummels you them. know
1: yes and i feel like his definition of of justice changes because at the end of the film we see him start to care for members of the public and we see him lighting a flare and lighting the mare. and
0: yeah, that scene at the end was a really good contrast, I think, because at the start we see him, you know, beating up that gang, and you know, having really violent. But then we see him carrying a young girl to safety, yes. and it just shows how he
1: can be tender as well. He, and
0: he says as well, he's he's working on himself to, to better himself and to because at the start we he says that he doesn't feel like he's helped anybody. And he doesn't feel like he's done anything, but at the end he says, "Maybe I have made a difference." Yeah. And we see him be different.
1: guiding, guiding like people out of the wreckage.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to talk about this. The, a, score, the score. The score. I am a huge fan of the score.
1: I, I mean, you like the score of any film, like I. Whenever I talk to you about films, you're always like.
0: I always notice the score. The score is one of the
1: first things here.
0: I like always important. notice it because it's such an important part of a film that a lot of people don't notice. And it's something that, you, you know, sound isn't something that we see. And films are very exactly. visual. You know, you, you watch a film. You don't mm. listen to a film.
1: Exactly. Like, I'm currently editing a short film myself. And I have a cut word like, no audio is done. And it's nowhere near as immersive as it will be once the audio has been added. Like Absolutely. people, A lot of people, I don't think, understand just how important music selection is
0: is i totally agree with that for our short film that we're doing although i am a language student i'm currently doing a look at you we're we're slowly converting you (laughs) a film elective in which we had to make a short film and we are in the process of choosing a score for our film and nothing sounds the way i want it to yeah there's nothing that truly Um, and obviously i'm not a composer i can't write anything but you do not realize how important the score is to a film until you notice the score exactly. itself. You or know? like
1: you take the score out of the film. And absolutely. You, you film, see scenes of films that haven't like don't have the background music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that score is such a short piece of score. Yeah. It's just that da 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 and
1: yeah. that runs the entire way through the film.
0: The entire way through the film. At the most important parts of yeah. Batman's um Actually story not. and and uh, and character. And that's just incredible, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of films do. Like, in the Lord of the Rings, whenever a character mentions the Shire, like, there's a hint of that music that played at the Star when they were all the Shire, like, happy flute music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, it's such, like, a common thing to do in films, but it's so effective.
0: Absolutely. I, I looked into that when I did a investigation into score um, for my film class. Um, and I had a look at um, Up, yeah um, oh my god who oh. was it,
1: done with by like, the same person as the yeah, Batman. Yeah, we haven't
0: even mentioned who wrote the score yet. The score for the Batman was written by Michael Giacchino, who has done so many he's probably behind your favourite scores. You oh, don't no even realise. But um one of his more notable and famous scores is the up soundtrack and yeah. that famous Do-do-do-do-do! Do-do-do-doo. and I looked into score recently and um I found that normally composers make ha- music that sounds happy and portray that with a happy moment in the film and then when the sad things comes they use that mo- music again yeah, but they, and then it makes us
1: oh and it makes
0: you feel it, it brings all the memories back but exactly. with this every time that that da 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 I just felt fear it was immediate and because that was because that was because you were
1: trained to expect you were the, the score happen, trained
0: you to expect yeah. that that's the best way to put it without a doubt absolutely the best way to put it because it's just so important and what did you think about something in the way by Nerf. that is
1: such a good song such a good like I, it fit that?
0: perfectly I know it fit perfectly into it and I think that
1: because like, Batman you, is in the way at the end of it, <laughs> like in a more literal meaning,
0: you know, I Batman think is in the way. That Batman wasn't necessarily the film that I would have expected to have a song with it. Do you know what I mean? To have yeah. a song associated with it, and I definitely didn't expect the soundtrack to be like, "Oh my god, I want to listen to it." But at the end of the um, the film, I was just go through my head and it's so mm-hmm. you know it fits perfectly the grunge you know the whole the everything everything is great and I just thought that the score just the score just amplified everything that I felt in the really.
1: film. like even the gospel music over like the Alfred uh, bomb scene yeah and what was that
0: Ave Maria right Ave
1: Maria oh my god
0: such so S- creepy
1: so creepy like when he's singing that in the jail cell oh yikes
0: so yeah. that's a <sighs> yikes that's a big yikes moment Big eek moment.
1: Big eek moment of the
0: century. So,
1: what did you think about the filmography? Oh, I have so much to say about the cinematography. Wait,
0: is it supposed to be cinematography? Well,
1: filmography is more general. Like, filmography is everything. But cinematography is more
0: like the shots. Uh, I see, film student. I see. Don't worry, I've got you. (laughs) (laughs) So, what did you think, film student? Go ahead, spill the beans. Spill the beans. Well,
1: like I said before, comic book, like, uh, representation in the shots. Mm-hmm. lots of stationary stuff gives off elements and demonstrations of comic book panels mm-hmm. um, like the car scene the upside down scene the scene where um the mayor moves out of the way and you see the Riddler in the shadows with the eyes yeah
0: oh my god I got do you know I didn't notice that the first time I, I watched it I forgot
1: that happened in the second I, time I
0: was watching in the review and I was like oh Oh my Cause God.
1: No sound because it's usually with jump scares there's like a big sharp noise and you're like, jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so chilling to just see it there and like it's almost as if the film doesn't realise that. Yeah. That he's there.
0: Yeah. And because like it
1: completely leaves you alone and isolated.
0: If you're unaware that the camera doesn't see it, you know, then you're like, mm-hmm. as a as a viewer, you're like, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Because the if camera it, gives the impression. Exactly. It
1: gives me a lot of uh, Callback to the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in so many of the shots, if you rewatch that series, you will see in so many shots, like in the background, there are so many ghosts. Yeah. And, like people walking down hallways or downstairs and stuff, or just like staring right at the camera in the background of shots. That is so, like, it makes the atmosphere so much worse and like so much more anxious because you feel like you're always being watched.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so fascinating. And I love that series because of like that. I love it. Mm hmm. And I remember really happy that I get to see that on a big screen because that was
0: well, yeah, that's, that's, just that's something else to that we should definitely consider. A lot of films are being released straight to Disney Plus. Or straight to Netflix. What do we think about that? I'm not for it at all.
1: It depends on the film. I, I like, um for Soul, look at and turning red, for example. Yeah. They should all have been cinema releases. Because they're, they're Pixar films, and they're all really good Pixar films.
0: Just a, a little heads up, guys. Our next, our next film,
1: episode, I, coincidentally.
0: Yeah, the next film we're going to be reviewing is... Um, Turning Red. Turning Reds, um, which was released straight to Disney Plus this March, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Um, What... I, I'm i so glad that Batman was released in the Yeah, episode. but I at the same time,
1: roles. I watched a video that was like, Batman might not make a billion dollars at the box office because it's going to PVOD and like being able to be bought digitally so quickly.
0: Like it's Uh, only in the cinema
1: for 45 days before it like hits digital. Oh, yeah,
0: that's not long at all. I know,
1: like compared to like the 60 70 day of usual.
0: Uh huh.
1: But films are spending less time in the cinema because of the pandemic because there's less market at the cinema. Uh huh. And people are tending to like people are tending to watch films more at home. So they have to tell it to both markets.
0: I know everyone's different, but do you prefer watching a film in the cinema or at home? I think the cinema. The
1: cinema like, just
0: gives it a different experience. You take yourself out to the cinema. Your phone yes, is in your bag. I You're know, not tempted. You are like
1: air in the world or anything. You
0: just are totally tuned out. And I find it so difficult to watch films at home. You know, I just... Yeah. I, I just...
1: I just don't have the time. When I'm no. at the cinema, there's an allotted time of when I, I just can stop everything to the back of my mind and just focus on the film but when i'm at home and watching a film i'm like oh i should be doing this i should be doing that
0: absolutely that's true what i loved about the batman what i noticed at least and i've watched a lot of um i've done a lot of research on lighting and yeah the, there is it's all the same color throughout the film yeah, it's the so one tone so subdued, and it's it just gives that impression of a Batman comic doesn't it literally it just looks great it's
1: just so grungy and it's, it's so just... like dark And
0: like... There, I think there's only one moment that we get a glimpse of colour and that's either when there's fire or in the sunset yeah. when um, Selina and Batman have a wee smooch
1: yeah I mean there's like the shots are deliberately underexposed mm-hmm. to get across the fear in the shadows like almost everything in that film is it black? Absolutely. And like, if you were to give that to like someone else who was to film in the same weather conditions, they would be completely different, yeah, like films just completely on the lighting.
0: Completely. So, coming to the end, what do we think about the Batman in general? What was your rating?
1: I am nine, nine out of ten.
0: Nine out of
1: ten? Like, it's just such a well made film.
0: I would say nine out of ten as well. Yeah. I think. Only- no shade to Marvel, but it's the best superhero movie I've seen in a long time. Probably better than No Way Home, to be honest. Even though I am a huge Andrew Garfield fan, I was so happy. Ho- spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We really need to learn to say spoilers. Yeah,
1: but at this point, if you don't know that Andrew Garfield isn't, isn't, if you don't I'm know, I'm Tobey Maguire. Don't forget Tobey. Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> but I just think that it did like, such a great job at reflecting
1: such great commentary on like society yeah and, like mentally unwell people as well
0: and corruption i just thought corruption. it was so good yeah. and you know i was glued to the screen at Even all times there was no happy moments in that there were no there were no like you know there's no light-hearted jokes i think the only part that people in the cinema laughed at was the thumb drive and that was still such was dark like humor. that was like
1: laughing like Oh my god, what are they doing? Yeah, that was like, <laughs> 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 that's so funny. Yeah. Huh?
0: Um, But, you know, the, the real question is
1: I just realised that you said that you hadn't watched the DC film apart from the Batman, but we actually went to see the Suicide Squad.
0: We did go to see the Suicide Squad. But, you know, what? I think I wasn't like, oh my god, this. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a good film, but I've heard a lot of, uh, about. DC films i've heard that they're quite
1: yeah especially Zack snyder films like
0: they fall into a trap which i think that the marvel films do as well or i've heard it what like. is
1: that trap what, the, what do you think
0: i think that they just you know you just know what's gonna happen
1: kind of you like, know it's I, just I, predictable last year i watched um all the Zack snyder dc films i watched mm-hmm. man of steel and uh, Batman v Superman, Mm -hmm. and then the Justice League,
0: yeah,
1: and you really have to be in like a certain mood for those kind of films because they're very dark and very serious, like the Batman, Mm -hmm. but they're also very long, like the Zack Snyder's Justice League is four hours long. Yeah, so like uh, Zack Snyder's films are very long and very like serious, like the Batman, Mm -hmm. but I think the edge I have to give to Matt Reeves for like the production value,
0: absolutely completely like, this film is so stunning. well stunning it's so so good it's, and it's just <sighs> 10, out of ten script
1: yeah 10 out of 10 but it's but it's a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 but
0: it's a 9 out of 10
1: <laughs> i feel like the only part i would improve is the ending maybe yeah
0: that's where it loses a point for me is that because it was very rushed and i was just a bit like
1: and i get like... why it was rushed like it was that three hour mark they had to wrap up but...
0: yeah but i just was like did you really need to do that with the flood. i mean i don't know it might be comic accurate i'm not sure but um let us know anyway the real yes. question Anna, would you watch the batman again
1: hell yeah oh, i am yes. so gonna watch that absolutely again. i might even watch it again in the cinema to be honest
0: go for it go for I it thought. it's literally showing like 10 times every yeah. day so go for it so that wraps up our review on The Batman. The Batman. Uh, thank you so what much. Would,
1: yeah, thank you. What would you guys review of The Batman?
0: Yeah, let Did us you know. Like it? Let us know. Um, also, please do let us know if you have any films that you want us to review. review or any watch. films that you want us to uh, have a look at. You can email us at ltfbpodcast at gmail.com with any comments about The Batman or yes. any films that you'd like us to watch slash review. You. Now before we go There's Anna. There's one
1: last thing we need to do isn't there?
0: What we're going to do with our podcast is we're going to recommend each other a film to watch.
1: Before the next episode airs.
0: And then at the start of the next episode we're going to say what we like. I think we're going to do a two stars and a wish. And, and a wish. would we watch it again? So Anna, the film that I'm going to recommend to you is my favourite film of all time. I know you have seen it a very, very, very long time ago but yes. here it comes, it's Marie Antoinette, mm. oh directed by Sophia Coppola.
1: Yes, and my film to you is going to be Misery. Lovely. That stars the iconic Kathy Bates. So I'm very excited to watch Marie Antoinette
0: again. Yay! And, and I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited to know what watch what Misery. I think about. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Yes, thank this you. This has been a
1: pleasure for our first episode. It
0: absolutely has been. We cannot wait to talk about Turning Turning Red which I am crazy about Yes, I love that film and there's so much to dive into and explore there so thank you so so much for listening and we hope you'll join us next time Bye. bye